as entrepreneurs and heart-inspired leaders, we are creatives, right? We are creating content. We are taking inspired action. We are getting into alignment with our vision and bringing our vision to life. And whether or not you are a creative, right? You're a musician or an artist, or whether you're an entrepreneur where you have a a business where you are creating content and creating experiences for your community. Either way, you're a creative, right? You're in the space of really tapping into your creativity and your vision and bringing it to life. I'm so excited for our special guest today. Joss Jaffe is here on the show and we have this amazing conversation about the process of creativity, about resistance, about bringing something to life. And I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Josh Chafee is a vocalist, tabla player, and multi-instrumentalist who has performed at premier yoga festivals in the U.S. and abroad. As a producer and an artist, he's created numerous critically acclaimed work, including Dub Mantra, Sarva Mandala, Ecosystem, and his most recent album, Meditation Music, which debuted in the top 10 Billboard New Age chart in 2019. Joss continues to connect with his audience through teaching workshops, through master classes on music, singing, mantra, chanting, and meditation. He's also a producer and a composer, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Joss is a great friend of mine, and we've played music together. I've known him for years, and so it's so exciting to have this conversation with him about behind the music, right? What it's like to be creative, what it's like to to be a working artist at this time. And so this is such a juicy conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. Hey there, you're listening to the Rock Your Purpose podcast, home of the Live Awake Collective. This is a place to find inspiration and life-changing tools to awaken your authentic self and activate your purpose. I'm your host, Emily Perry, an inspirational speaker and international teacher, and I'm here to take you behind the scenes in creating your own purpose revolution. So get ready to rock your purpose, lead your community, and manifest your vision for your life. Welcome to the journey. Let's dive in. Before we hop into the show, I just want to let you know about the free magnetic money reset checklist I have for heart-centered entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to tap into abundance, reset your money mindset, and magnetize your soul business with some simple and powerful shifts, this is for you. It's a money attraction mindset shift and affirmation checklist, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Just go to emilyperry.com slash checklist. I've been seeing all of you downloading it and getting inspired and really changing your money stories, and it's been really exciting for me, and I can't wait for you to just join the community. Just head to emilyperry.com slash checklist. Grab your copy right now. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I've been going live on Clubhouse every Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, well, just about every Thursday. And we're talking all things soul purpose, all things abundance, manifestation, and becoming magnetic, right? Really being in this place of, of our magnetism to attract our soul clients and our community into the work that we're doing. You can go to emilyperry.com or just go into the show notes and you can see my schedule and you'll see all the upcoming clubhouse rooms that I'll be hosting. So I'm over there. I'm also over in Instagram, of course. And as you listen to this conversation here with Joss and I, 
go ahead, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tag us in Instagram. I'll make sure to leave Joss's Instagram handle and mine in the show notes for you. And just let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I know for me, there was a few, right? Um, So I can't wait to dive into this episode. Let's hop in. Well, welcome to the podcast, Joss. It's so exciting to have you here. Thank you, Emily. It's a pleasure. It's well, so as I mentioned in the intro, you're a friend of mine. We've known each other for a while and it's really exciting to have you on the show. And I wanted to start, and this is how I often start, um, just our conversation today, just asking you about your journey. So you're now known as this like, you know, amazing musician and workshop leader and composer and producer. And you're, um, you've got this, you know, this big, I, will, I like to say big following. <laughs> and obviously there's this journey to get to where you are now. And so in terms of your creativity and really following your purpose and, and following what lights you up, like where do you think this, this journey has really sort of started for you? Wow, that's such a good question. And it's a, it's a really big question. Yeah. And um, <laughs> to go back to how you, how you led with the question, how we've known each other for a long time, um, you know, I've just always appreciated so much working with you and you, you lead from your heart when you, when you teach, when you sing, when you lead workshops, you really lead from your heart and people gravitate towards that and they, they're magnetized and um, move towards that. So, you know, when you're talking about things like followings and, you know, those sorts of networks, networking with people, um, really it's it's just all about that that love that heart connection and you know being authentic in that the the connections that i make with people if it's at a you know a tiny yoga studio where there's you know five or three people in the audience just making a connection with them the same way as if you know i get a really big gig at a yoga event and i'm playing for hundreds of people or maybe even thousands of people you know, I've gotten a couple of those. Hopefully I get some more of those. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, it, and it's really, that's what it's about. You know, I just got a, um, a message from uh, a friend in South Korea and we were talking about COVID, um, you know, and how, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but, you know, how it's, how it's been such a, such a tricky time right now. And, you know, I was sad I couldn't travel and um, she's a yoga teacher and she was like, you know, well, we could just all feel you when you were here. We could feel that you are coming from your heart, you're an authentic person. And we just really appreciated that. We can't wait for you to come back, you know? And and so I think that's really been the story of my success, you know, if, if we if I could describe it that way, yeah. um, is just is just sort of connecting that way. And and um, you know, if you feel good and other people also feel good, then you're doing it right. Um, you know, and uh, you know, again, we'll probably talk a lot more about this too, but the whole concept of success, um, you know, the more kind of you're in an independent sphere of sort of manifesting your own, uh, you know, business reality, um, you know, work style reality, lifestyle reality, um, defining success for you, the way that works, that's really important because like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, like where is the goal? Like where, mm. where are you trying to get to? What are you trying to achieve because it's just so um, abstract 
right? I mean, we have these numbers now. Everything is, uh, you know, the KPIs and everything is sort of, um, you know, uh, quantifiable these days. And I guess in a way that that helps. But um, but uh, also it's it's just like this constant um, re-examining of like why am I doing this? Why why is this? Why am I doing this? Because you know, believe me, it's it's not always easy. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm talking with other artists and we're like, we need to just like get a real job. Let's just go get a tech job or something. <laughs> you know, get get the, get a nice steady income or something like that. Um, and you know, that's there. That's sort of that looming that looming other reality out there, right? So, so it's, uh, and, it, and it's not easy, it's not always easy, you know, to be quite candid. And um, so it's this constant like reassessing of like, why am I doing this? And, and it's, it becomes this like spiritual, I mean, I don't even mean this hyperbolically. It's like, it, it really is that way. It's like, I kind of live and die kind of day to day by, um, by sort of my own, uh, mental state and my own creativity and my own, you know, re uh, breathing, reanimating and breathing life into into that process every day, because it's very dynamic. It's very, very dynamic. And initially, that's what drew me to wanting to do this music lifestyle, because it, mm -hmm. it's fun. You know, it's really fun. It's like every day is different. Um, the, the routine is, is so kind of off the wall. You know, and uh, <laughs> if you can even call it a routine, you know, you're getting on a plane and flying here and doing that. And it's just it's it's wild. And, you know, especially when I was younger, all that really excited me. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'm getting older now, I just turned 40, um, the big four. Um, you know, things I, I feel like I feel like things are shifting a little bit. And and the, the things that used to excite me when I was younger, all the travel and and sort of meeting new people, you know, that's still fun, but it's it's not again what is driving me anymore. And so that that reassessing of like why why am I doing this? And the thing that I just keep coming back to is that it just makes me filled with so much joy. And it, it's sort of like you know to be very kind of um, uh, poetic about it. It it just reminds me of being a child. You know, that mm -hmm. in Zen, they talk about the childlike mind, right? The childlike mind. And this is sort of like the state that you're trying to get to from all the meditation practice, all the work that you're doing is to sort of get back to the way you were at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so music does that for me. It just does that for me. And, and, it's, and it's so kind of all encompassing like I can be playing, I could be the leader, I can be the singer with the spotlight on me and it does it for me, but I can also be the guy completely in the background doing, I've been getting into mixing, you know, just working on the, the mixing console and, and all the technical side. Most people won't even know I'm there, right? But mm -hmm. I produce this album for another artist and that also gets me, it just, it just gets me. There's something about that creative process you know, and, and so like my dad would always say that he's like, if you love what you do, then you're way ahead of the game. You know, you're way ahead of the game. And, and the sad thing is that the flip side of that is that a lot of people don't love what they do. And, you know, I, I just have to hold a lot of empathy and compassion for that because there's lots of reasons why that would be, you know, and I've been there in the past. I've been there. I've had jobs where I just, 
every day I, I can't wait to leave, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Totally, all... yeah. Been there. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I know I'm kind of answering your question very circuitously, but, um, you know, those are, the, those are the things that kind of come for me and sort of like to lead with the heart, mm-hmm. follow the love, you know, follow the love. That's a big one. And, uh, and, and just really sort of be in it, you know, be in the present moment, enjoy the present moment, um, enjoy the process, you know, cause, cause it's very easy to sort of get lost in, 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 in all these numbers and, and things that we're trying to achieve, you know, but, but at the end of the day, here we are right here right now. So, yeah. so yeah. that's, what, yeah. So powerful. And, and, and that's one thing I always wonder. So as an artist, as an independent artist doing the work that you do, navigating that space where it's like i think as entrepreneurs in general it's so easy to keep moving the bar forward like okay you're you've okay you've produced this album it's out in the world you've launched it it's dropped you know but it's just so easy to instead of really celebrating that and being in that to okay what's on, go on to the next thing and like and always feel like the the bar keeps getting pushed forward and and i love how you talked about yeah like okay, defining what quote unquote success means for you is so important. And so how have mm-hmm. you done that um, for yourself in terms of, you know, where we are? I mean, right now is such a weird time, obviously. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but in general, it's like, how do you, where did, did you come to a point where you're like, okay, I need to, I need to define this for myself. Otherwise I'm going to keep chasing something that I might not ever get to. Or what was that like for you? Gosh, the, again, you, you just get right to the heart of it. I, I love your questions. I love your questions. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. That, that's a big, juicy topic. And um, uh, let, let me see. I had all, I had all these ideas, and, and, and the, the topic was so big. Um, so, uh, you know, I think let's start with the last one that you said about the um, how do you get there. Um, it's very clear to me that it's, uh, they call this an iterative process. I love that word. It means mm-hmm. that, like, um, they use it in science and stuff where it means like, you know, you get one piece of information and you respond to that. And it's like a conversation, like an iteration, you know, you, one thing and then the next thing. And, then, and it sort of evolves that way. And, and that's very much what this, this lifestyle, this business is, is that, you know, it's a, it's a very day-to-day thing. And again, it, it's like what keeps me going is bringing it back to that spiritual practice, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is like a practice for me. I mean, it, you know, where I wake up every day and I, and I, and I have to re-energize um, that, that creative, um, you know, impulse, like, I have to just do it. Sometimes it comes really naturally. Sometimes I have this project that I'm just totally in love with and it's like I wake up and I'm super pumped to do it. You know, but but to be totally frank, like it's not always that way. Sometimes you wake up and you just you don't want to do that thing, right? So so you know, how do you keep it exciting and um and just sort of getting through it and uh you know, and that's part of it. You know, I think I think one of the things that's so trippy about being a, a, an independent musician or really any independent business person right now is like how many hats we have to wear. Um, you know, so many people talk about this. It's like we're our, our own marketing manager, we're our own like, uh, you know, PR, we're, we're our own, you know, um, like biz, business manager. It's just so many different things that we do. And then that's not even, you know, talking about the things that we're actually making you know when i'm making the music it's like i'm a musician 
right? But I also make the video. I also make, you know, um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I can't even, I, the website, you know, I can't even think of all the things I do right now, but it's, it's just ridiculous. You yeah. know, I'm sure you yeah. can relate. You know, you're, you're constantly, you're making flyers and posters and posting online and, and it's only gotten weirder in this sort of social media world. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be quite honest, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about that. I just watched this movie called The Social Dilemma mm -hmm. um, the other week, and it just really rocked me. You know, it really rocked me. And, and it sort of brought up all these questions that I had. I know this is sort of a tangent, but um, about social media and, and sort of, you know, some serious questions I had about that whole sort of reality, which mm -hmm. are not always good. They're not always good. And, and by me being a part of that whole ecosystem, I'm contributing to all of that, you know? So, so that was kind of a wake up call for me, like just figuring out how, how to move forward. And there's no easy answer to that because, because it's clearly, you know, we have to use the social media to, to promote our art and our work. I mean, we have to use it, but, um, but yeah, I, I think I kind of got astray a little bit from the question there do you want to no, bring me that's back great. no that's great that's great um and that's the thing too with social media i think it's like with social media it's like you got to be super intentional right and yes and have yes. your own boundaries and and really just having also like a lot of awareness about what you're creating what you're cultivating what you're promoting um mm -hmm. what you're what kind of vo voice and tone you're using I and mean, I think in our, you yeah. know, in the work that you do, it's like you're putting out such amazing energy. It's like, I think if nothing else, it's oh, raising everything you. up. But yeah, you're welcome. Thank um, you. <laughs> but I love what you were saying too about creativity as a practice. And this is a conversation I have mm. a lot with artists. Um, there's a few, couple clients of mine are visual artists. And one thing I've, I've heard from them too is, especially if you start to um, make a living doing your work, right? There are going to be pro there's going to be times where you have to produce creativity. Create, uh, your creativity has to show up for you when mm -hmm. you might not be like in like super inspired flow state, right? Like it's not. Mm -hmm. And and, mm -hmm. there's, and so looking at creativity as a practice, um, what are some of the things that you do, like as a practice, like to keep your yourself creatively inspired. I mean, obviously there's a self care piece. I think that's really powerful here too, as cr a creative, yeah. like yeah. making sure that you're, t you're well fed and rested and like you give yourself some mm -hmm. time to reintegrate and whatever. But are there some like, in terms of your creative flow and like your musical creativity? Cause like you are just like, I mean, you can just, <laughs> it's amazing to me, <laughs> um, your, your work. Um, so how do you like give yourself a practice, like a framework like that, where you are able to, to keep yourself inspired? Gosh, that's such a good question. And, um, artist block is real. It's definitely a real thing. And, um, you know, I was very fortunate to not really have it that bad for a long time mm -hmm. where I just, you know, like you said, the flow state, it would just sort of happen. Everything would just sort of come and... And then when I was making actually this album that I'm working on right now, we've just released our first single, Sun to Shine. And the next one, Inner Way, is coming out on February 19th. And it's a 10-track album. This album was like, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how hard it's been to make. You know, it's, I'm almost afraid to say that because like, I'm so happy with it. It's so beautiful. I don't want to like tarnish the, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of 
legacy and, and story with saying that it was like so difficult, but it was it was tremendously difficult to make this album. And I, I kept hitting these these horrible bouts of, of writer's block, artist block, and that would just completely paralyze me. So um, I'm actually kind of grateful, as crazy as it sounds, to have had this experience of, of artist block and writer's block. And um, uh, the reason is because I, I got to just really deeply look at that process and, and really see it and, and sort of see some of the ways that I could get out of it for the future because it because it um, it's going to clearly come back. And, um, you know, uh, before I say that, I'll, I'll just say I have a really good friend named Kabir and he uh, he sent me. I know. Right. Uh, the, the great poet saint. <laughs> Like wow, <laughs> he, he actually is. He actually is a little bit like that. He's he, he's an author and a, and a and a producer. So Kabir oh. Segal, super oh, cool amazing, guy. amazing. Okay, he, he's, he does have some. I'll tell that old joke. I'll I'll tell him about that. He'll laugh about that. <laughs> so, like, wow, uh, but Kabir. he he sent me a book called The Daily Rituals of Artists. I believe that's the name of the book, The Daily Rituals of Artists, and it's basically like a recipe book it's not like a book book where they where it's like a story it's like it just describes what people did and and it's all these people it's authors and musicians and painters and from all through history from like beethoven and you know up to the present and and it uh and it go it goes into their from their notes their own personal notes how they would structure their day you know mm -hmm. and it was so trippy okay because there the only rule was that there was no rule you know some guys would like or girls would you know drink until two in the morning and then wake up at noon and, and party all night you know and some people would be like total monks like they would wake up at five in the morning and start working writing and write for five hours and you know then go go for a run you know <laughs> so yeah, it was like yeah. it was all over the map and and literally the only thing that i could discern that was uh, similar between all of them was that they had a concerted effort and they did it regularly every day. Somehow, you know, it could be at, at one in the morning, it could be at five in the morning, it could be at noon, you know, um, it, it, they did it every day. And that was sort of the takeaway. Like if you read that book, The Artist's Way, another classic, classic mm -hmm. writer's book, um, that one says the same thing. It's like you just have to do it every day. You have to write something. If it's just a grocery list, whatever it is, just write something, put pen to paper every single day. And, and the thing that happens when you do that recurring thing, as I'm sure you know from yoga practice and teaching, mm -hmm. is that something magical happens there, right? Something alchemical happens when you do it again and again and again and again regularly you know uh mm -hmm. that's that's where the magic happens and and so that's exactly how i got through that that writer's block i basically i just when i just couldn't go forward anymore with this one project i just put it down and i started something else and the ironic thing this is where it gets really funny the story is i started making these meditation pieces because i was i'm also interested in meditation 
and I was studying about brainwave entrainment and I was studying about, you know, theta waves and all these different things, binaural beats and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I started just like making these experimental things just partly out of, you know, uh, self-medication, right? To chill me out, <laughs> you know? And, and, and the trippy thing was I sent these to a friend of mine, a musical collaborator who lives in Santa Cruz named Tim Donlew, who I have lots of songs with. And um, I sent these to him and he was like, dude, these are amazing. I'm like, really? He's like, yes, we got to release these. I'm like, seriously? And he's like, yes. So, so I, I basically looked at all these things that I'd made that were, I didn't even think of it as a side project. Like it was literally something just to keep the ball rolling, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I yeah. sent it to him and it was like seven songs and, and he helped me mix them and we mastered it. And, and that was the first album that got released on my record label, BY Music. They loved it. A new age label out of Los Angeles. And it charted on the billboard charts <laughs> love that right <laughs> on the new age billboard chart and so the story is just it blows my mind because like it's my most successful thing i've ever done but you look at it i like didn't even try to do it it like <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know what i mean like i really didn't even try it, it totally just came out of this process that i'm describing and um, that's not to say that the original thing, the, the kind of the inception of the whole thing was this other album. Like there was, there's tremendous value for me and I believe for everyone in, in sort of going after that diamond in the rough that that's gonna take years to do and is gonna mm -hmm. be really hard. Like that, I, I would never say for someone to shy away from a project like that. You should do that project. But the reality, as you're saying, with the self-care side and all this stuff, you, you have to be realistic that, that those big projects might take a really long time to do and they might be very, very difficult to do, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in time, money, treasure, you know, uh, blood, sweat and tears, all that kind of stuff, relationships, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, um, yeah. all, all the all the sort of externalities of, of life, you know, but but you should do that, too. And, and then as you're doing that, you know, these other things will happen. And, and in a way, you know, I thank you so much for your reflection of saying that I, you know, I'm very prolific and, and have this do a lot of things, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, a lot of artists you talk to, they're like, oh, I have all these irons in the fire. You know, I've got so many projects I'm working on. And, you know, it's, that's beautiful because it's inspiring, but it's also, it can be, it can be sort of confusing and hard to sort of keep track of everything. And it's easy for things like that to fizzle, you know, mm -hmm. and sort of get on the back burner and just sort of disappear, you know, from view. Um, so that's another part of it is just sort of like planning, you know, project planning and, um, and, you know, so part of your question also was how creativity sort of intersects with business and livelihood and sort of making a living. And I mean, that's real. I mean, that's absolutely real because we yeah. have to make enough money to survive or else we go back to what I said before, we have to go get another job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, so it, you, in, in all the things you're doing, you have to uh, somehow account for that. And, you know, the best way that I find from people that, you know, are, re are really successful is it sort of all comes out in the wash, right? They sort of just do what they do and they work hard and they do it. And, and at the end of the day, they like, it, it all kind of works out. <clears throat> you know, they, they, make the, they make money and the project that makes money is good. And then the things that they're excited about 
that maybe not doesn't make as much money also gets done and you know it's this big kind of giant rubik's cube and there's no easy answer really you know it's like it's you just keep doing all these things and um you know uh, but again i i'm still trying to figure it out too so i'm i, I definitely need to make more money also so as i'm sure everybody does right <laughs> we're all well, i think of... it's such a dance too i think i mean this yeah. happens with a lot of entrepreneurs i think especially ones who are you know in the creative space but it's like <clears throat> that confusion you mentioned of too many projects and like not yeah. putting enough energy behind like fewer, like if you mm -hmm. we have fewer irons in the fire, so to speak, we could put more <clears throat> energy behind what's what we want to promote or what we want to really bring into being. And um, I think part of, you know, being creative and having that creative mind is also saying no to ideas yes. <laughs> that yes. aren't going to take you where you your vision really wants you to go. And this is, I think, where p purpose comes into play, where it's so easy to get off our purpose, I think, or get at, get out of alignment with what this, you know, maybe you're, you're stating like, okay, I want to create this thing in 2021. Yes. And it's, as a creative person, it's like we get so many ideas about other projects, but if we actually brought them to life, it would be a distraction from the bigger thing or that bigger vision or whatever. Um, it's so easy to get distracted, I think, as someone who's just, uh, you know, got the ideas flowing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also love what you said about this, like, alchemy of creativity and having this regular kind of pattern of, like, like you mentioned the artist's way and morning pages is one of the practices that she gives in there. And this is something that yeah. I have my clients do. They do morning pages as a way to get into that creative flow. But... What I love about that, what you mentioned was this alchemy of, um, like with meditation, when you develop a meditation practice over years, what happens is like you go to sit and you drop in like a lot faster, right? You like yeah. drop into that, like that quiet <clears throat> zone of, of ohm, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. so quickly because it's, it's like a pattern that's been set up in your nervous system, right? And I feel like with creativity it can be the same way, right? If you, if you have this kind of ritual, then when you need to drop into that place, it's a lot easier for you to drop into it for the most part because you've set up this pattern within you of like, this is what we do, you know. Um, this is the way our energy works. This is how we, we're going to drop into this state and we're going to get creative or we're going to just start letting the ball roll. Um, but I think all creatives, I mean, you know, you know, coming up against blocks and resistance and stuff like that. I love how you, okay, I'm going to pick up another project, let that <laughs> marinate. And sometimes, sometimes we need to shift our perspective to get more clarity around something else or to get, it's like when you, when you pick up another project, sometimes it's not a distraction, but you're actually going to be doing a learning that's going to help you find a piece that you're going to bring into that other project, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you've touched on, again, so many, so many crucial ideas. And, and I love the way that you're that you flow with this. Um, and, and even talking about the word purpose, the name of this mm -hmm. podcast is Rock Your Purpose. You mm -hmm. know, uh, so, so clearly, that's, that's, that's really important. And, um, you know, you talked about how having kind of all these irons in the fire can can sometimes be a distraction and, and not be good. And I totally agree with that. I'm not necessarily recommending that that people do that. And and in me sort of describing that, you know, um, 
I'm sort of just honestly kind of describing where I am right now. And, uh, and, and, and hearing you say all those things, um, I am not recommending necessarily that people do that because, uh, because I, I do need more focus. You know, I, mm -hmm. I'm aware that, that that will help me to do that. Um, and I think that like what's really important, you know, that I can tell people and for myself is that it's, you know, try not to become overwhelmed, you know, because the process is very, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's how to describe it. it it's nonlinear. It's very, very nonlinear. This whole process is very kind of circuitous. And um, uh, the thing about being creative, right, is, mm -hmm. is it's different than sort of doing some other type of job where, where you just sort of go from point A to point B. Like to be creative, you actually have to follow sort of leads and you're not sure where they're going to go. You're not mm -hmm. sure what's going to happen. You're not sure if it's going to even be useful at all. Like you may have to follow it to a dead end and put that thing down. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but you had to, you had to follow that path, right? That was part of, that was part of the process. And so, and so I find myself again and again, just having to trust that process. And that's where that kind of reinvestment in in the process and in my belief in the process and you know my re-energizing my love of the process you know is very much like you described a meditation where you just kind of keep doing it again and again but you know your point is very well taken i mean if we spread ourselves too thin and do too many things then nothing will get done and there's a, there's a critical element of um of completion like mm -hmm. that's probably one of the main, the main things. I mean, obviously, well, it's all important, right? I mean, starting a project is also very hard. A lot of people say that that that's that's the most difficult part is starting it. And once you start it, then boom, you're mm -hmm. off to the races, you know. And that is true. But I also find, especially for artists and creative um, people, musicians, finishing a project is mm -hmm. actually the hardest part. And so many amazing projects have sort of died 90 plus percent the way to completion. They sort of just died on the operating table, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> and, had, to, and, I had to make a concerted yeah. effort to become like a, a quote unquote finisher. Yeah. Like it was definitely some, like a mindset I had to adopt for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I, cause I was that way too. I have so many ideas and like I would start things and then they would never, Yeah. they would never get born. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, that, and it also, you know, it's, it, we can, everyone says that it's sort of like almost become like a, a like a euphemism in a way, you know, but, um, but it's really true. And, and the reason, the reason why it's, it's actually so important in a way is because when you do finish something, it feels so good. Like it really, no, really, it's like yeah. so empowering and it feels so good and liberating it's like you did it and it's done you know yeah. <laughs> and you and you release it and you send it and you know and or you you finish the painting or whatever it is and you have that thing that's completed it just really feels so good and then you can really move on to the next one i i um keep remembering this quote by stephen king obviously mm -hmm. the amazing author and he's like, he's describing the creative process. And he's like, you've got this idea, right? You've got this book, you're halfway into it or whatever. And, and then 
you get this other idea. And this <laughs> new idea is all shimmery and shiny and exciting and you can't wait to do it. You want to work on it so bad, you know, but you really have to finish that first idea, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it's a little tricky. It's a little bit like a trap, you know? And, and, um, you know, someone who's very prolific and, and sort of excited about it will maybe start that second idea while the first one is still going. Right. And, uh, -huh. uh, so, you know, that's where things get very tricky and, and you have to manage your energy level and things actually get, they can, escalate quickly and suddenly you find yourself without any time and and you were sort of shot yourself in the foot because you're doing too many things so you know that that is a real danger you definitely need to be very careful about that um but you also you also don't want to lose that yeah. other idea you don't want to lose the spark of that inspiration because that one may be the one that's the super genius one, right? So, so again, I, I may not be making any sense here, but it's like it's the way that you're, the way that you do this is is completely, um, it's it's really hard to to describe it in a way that you can like reproduce it for another person, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just a very kind of uh, like it's an iterative process. Every, um, you know, moving forward. You know, you got to take it case by case every day. And, and so because of that, very quickly, it can become, you know, like I said before, uh, overwhelming. And, and so the way to not have it be overwhelming is just is just reduce it back to the practice, right? Reduce it back to the practice, sort of take it away from the project, put it back in you, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's about the work every day. The day that you finish the project is actually the same as the day that you're halfway through it as the day that you start it because mm -hmm. you are just, you know, like you said with meditation, sitting. You're just sitting, you're just working, you're just composing, you know, and, and you do it again and then you wake up the next day and you're going to do it, do it one more time. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That, that kind of building that kind of consistent flow and, mm -hmm. um, and it's true, like you have this, <laughs> I think it's always whenever we hit the hardest part of a project that the resistance is going to rise up and that's when that bright and shiny new idea will like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like right when you hit the most resistance, right? It's, it's kind well, of magical, a, right? There's a dark side to that too. And, um, you know, the, uh, the author of Jonathan Livingston Siegel, you know, that book, I'm forgetting his name, but he, he famously said whenever he wrote a book and completed a book, he told himself, I'm never going to do that again because <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. And, you know, it's, it's not always easy. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing that we have to talk about is that it's, it's not always easy, but you know, Hey, this is life. It's like, it's like, you know, life, you got to work, you got to work for it. You got to, you got to go. I remember I had one teacher, Steve Coleman, this great alto sax player. Um, and, and he just kept saying over and over again, he's like, well, how bad do you want it? You know, mm -hmm. how bad do you want it? Do you, you know, you want to be a great musician, you know, how bad do you want it? Like go out and get it. And, and that's the thing is that it's, you really, I mean, all these sort of, uh, you know, f you know, what's the word, um, like feel good sort of self-empowerment mantras. They are true. Like, yes, you can do anything. You can manifest everything, you know, but you're going to have to you work. want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to work for that. You're going to have to work to manifest that thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not just going to fall in your lap, you know? And yeah. Well, I think in every journey there's this, 
because you're going to hit resistance. Like I always talk about Stephen Pressfield. I've been actually having yeah. so many conversations about him in the war of art. And yeah. um, oh, he, had, yeah. he had this great interview with Oprah that, which I've mentioned on this show many times where he talks about how like the bigger the dream, the bigger the resistance. Yeah. And no matter how, how inspired you feel about a project, if it's, if it's really lights you up and if it's really on purpose for you, if it's just really big dream, it's going to have mm -hmm. a big amount of resistance that comes with it at some point yeah. mm -hmm. in its incarnation. And it comes back to that though. It comes back to like, how bad do you want it? What's your why? Like yeah. why the more you can connect to your why in mm -hmm. your vision and that inner drive to birth this thing, yeah. it's going to help you move through the resistance to get to the other side, right? Oh, it just gives me chills when you say that. It's so true. It's mm -hmm. so true. And, and you know, that, that really there, that you've really encapsulated it. That's why I, I do this. You know, that's, that's why I do this. That feeling of climbing that mountain, you know, of, mm -hmm. of, it's the whole process. It's the whole process of starting, you know, it's like, it's like surfing, you know? Uh, I remember once my brother-in-law, he said, uh, I don't like surfing. It's just so much work, you know? <laughs> and, and it's true. It's like, you know, you know, there's this great, uh, you know, spiritual story. I think Jack Cornfield says it or something, um, you know, that like the surfer gets this, this little moment of joy, but he does all this work for it. He paddles and he wipes out and he falls and he almost drowns and he gets cold and he gets this little moment of joy. He's like, why, why does he do all that work for it? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, what's funny is that like, you know, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, but like when I watch surfing videos, you know, and I watch people surfing, some of my favorite parts are when they're paddling and they're not even catching the wave. Like they're paddling over this big giant wave and they, and they don't make it and they fall back down and they just get destroyed. And you know, mm -hmm. how do they make it out of that situation? Like to me, that blows my mind. You know, it, it's that whole process of it. And that's to get to the point is why I love to surf. Like mm -hmm. I like going to the beach and learning about how the water interacts with the rocks and where's the safe spots and where are the dangerous spots and are there animals there you know like like what are the tides doing it's this whole sensuous visceral process you know the whole thing excites me getting in the water putting on my wetsuit you know being cold you know feeling the water on my skin feeling the sun like the whole thing is just totally psychedelic you know and then when you catch the wave it's sort of like the cherry on the top, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like the most amazing part of it for me, right? It's it's like, you know, does that does that make sense? And so, oh, yeah, so music yeah. is the exact same way. It's like I I love the whole process, you know. I love climbing the mountain. I love the being in the middle of the mountain, and but you know, I don't want to uh, sort of idealize it. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of parts where climbing that mountain is is hard as as heck. You know, and and you sort of wish you weren't on the mountain at that moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just like with like surfing, there's going to be like, I mean, part of the art of all of this is like reading the sets, right? Like reading yeah. the waves. Like, do I mm -hmm. take that wave or do I let that wave go exactly. and wait for the next one? And with enough yeah. practice, you start to be able to read what's coming in. It's like, okay, this one, this one's, this one's a gem. This one I'm taking. Um, exactly. And letting other exactly. things. Exactly. You know, and then there's going to be wipeouts. There's going to be, you know, yeah. you're, going to, you're going to go over the falls. You're going to miss, you're going to paddle and miss. <laughs> um, and that's just part of, I think this, yeah, this journey, I think of entrepreneurship too. It's like, okay, there's going to be, 
there's going to be misses that are going to, but then those learnings you take to the next, the next project or the next situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this analogy we could, we could take actually quite far, you know, it's, yeah. it's so relevant. It's so relevant. And, um, you know, I was surfing the other day and I, and it reminds me your story that there was this moment I was out in the water and, um, you know, uh, suddenly this wave came and I knew in the core of my being, I even said it out loud, I was the only one out. And I was like, I'm going, you know, <laughs> it, was like, it was like a little kid, I'm like, I'm going on this one. Like, yeah. it just, I just knew that that was what I was going to do, you know, and, and that feeling, that feeling of I'm going on this one, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we could curse on the, on the podcast, but it's my friend Parangi, he's like the F yes, you know, yeah. look yeah. for the F yes. You know, is this an F yes for you? Yeah. And, um, and that's really what you want. You, you want to like really feel strongly that this, that this project, this next thing, this thing you're doing is a very, very strong yes. And, and like you said, you may fall on that wave. You may actually not successfully ride it out, right? It may be a total disaster. But the fact that you said yes, that's really important. That's mm -hmm. really important to key into. And also when you say no, you know, the last thing I'll say about, about all this is that um, I've been doing some coaching work lately, which has been really, uh, um, really rewarding. And uh, one of the things that I, that I work with my clients a lot is um, talking about the maybes, right? Because a lot of times in life, we don't get a super strong 100% yes or 100% no. That's why life is very ambivalent and ambiguous and difficult sometimes. There's uh -huh. a lot of maybes. And I've been recommending people to say no to the maybes, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and you can do muscle testing on that. You know, sometimes you do a muscle test and you don't get a clear response. And, you know, if you can, I've been telling people, just say no to those, just say no. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's been a lot of good results there, people saying no to the maybes um, and, and just really saying yes to the yeses. You know, so so I'll just I'll just leave that there. Yeah. So, yeah, I love how you're talking about this, because this is actually I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but we talk I call this your inner. Yes. Right. <laughs> so this is actually a coaching practice that we do. You, you tap into your inner. Yes. And then, yeah, you your nose and your your maybes are really nose. Yeah. Uh -huh, I love how uh -huh. we're like same, same on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So so you say that, too. Oh, that's so yeah. Yeah. So I call it your inner. Yes. So. Okay. Um, and it's something that my coach taught me and um, we use it, I use it in my programs and, um, you know, as part of like that intuitive knowing in terms of like, what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? Like, um, mm -hmm. and you can practice mm -hmm. this just in your everyday life too. Just like, is it this cup of tea or this cup of tea? Or, I mean, you can start practicing yeah. it everywhere. So you, you really build the muscle. So this, this is especially powerful for people who have a hard time making decisions or knowing if they're making the right choice or not, because I think mm -hmm. that's something that can really come to play, um, with all this is like, is this really, should I say yes to this? Should I say, you know, like really trusting your own intuition mm -hmm. and your own inner knowing, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, really it's been such beautiful. a great conversation with you today, Joss. And always, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and hours and, you know, as we do. <laughs> um, but so how, what are some of the ways, what are some of the ways that Absolutely. people, I know, what are some of the ways that people can, can follow you and work with you? Um, I know you produce online workshops for people and you're doing coaching and you, you obviously like 
all the music, but what are some of the ways that people can um, be in touch with you? Yeah, thank you so much for all of that, Emily. Um, uh, you know, people can reach me at Joss Jaffe, J-O-S-S-J-A-F-F-E. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, please just reach out. It's, uh, th there's so many ways that, that we can, that we can work together. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm open for business. If you want to produce, uh, if you want an album produced, if you want, um, you know, a workshop or an event, something like that, um, a collaboration. I just did a live stream with a, a yoga teacher in Poland this morning. Mm -hmm. Abby Cockerell, which was really fun. So uh, I think in this sort of brave new world we're in, there's so many ways to collaborate. And I'm, I'm constantly sort of opening my mind to that and ways that, that I can collaborate um, with other people. So, um, you know, if, if you're getting a yes, then reach out to me <laughs> and, and let's, let's see where the yes goes. Amazing, amazing. Well, of course, we'll, I'll link to all of um, Joss's like website and Instagram and all the places, of course, in the show notes. So you can just tap on the show notes to, to learn more. And of course your new um, album will have that linked or that I think, I don't know if the whole thing will be out yet, but um, that you have a single, single that just dropped, single. right? And what's the name of the single? On the 19th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, uh, so the, in December, Sun to Shine came out. Okay. In December, Sun to Shine and February 19th is Inner Way. Oh, okay, Paul. Cool. Okay, so we'll... Featuring DJ Taz Rashid. Oh, yay! Okay, I love DJ Taz. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That's going to be so good, you guys. I'm going to have to... So um, you'll have to, to download that when you when it's out. I'm so excited for that. And amazing. there's a video, a mu full-length music video featuring roller skating. Oh, amazing. Okay, <laughs> can't wait. It's going to be great. It's like L.A. Roots right there. Right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, it's been so great having you on the show, and um, I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Emily. It's, it's really a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rock Your Purpose podcast. Don't forget to take that screenshot of you listening and tag us in your Instagram stories. And of course, go grab your checklist. If you haven't already, pause this, go to emilyperry.com slash checklist, or just tap on the show notes. The link is right there. Grab your copy, get those affirmations going. Look at the resets to really shift your money story. This is the quickest way to shift your abundance in 2021. It's the start of everything for all my clients. And so really excited to share this one with you. So just head to emilyperry.com slash checklist, get your copy. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. And so until next time, you guys take care, be well, keep rocking your purpose, and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao for now.